0: Great things happen when Jonathan Kaminga plays. Great things also happen when the Splash Brothers dip into a fountain of youth and remind folks what they used to be in the in the modern era. The, the Splash Brothers were thriving. Kaminga was thriving. Happy New Year, Dub Nation. Happy New Year, Kyla. And the Warriors started off with a victory. We're going to break it down next. This is Locked On Warriors.
1: You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms. The same handle. It's super easy. Add her name, Kylan Mills. You can follow me on threads at Wild Kylan, happy new year. Great to see you. And your immediate reaction to the Golden State Warriors pulling off a win that I feel like they badly needed 121, 115. Hi
1: hi cyrus happy new year good to see you and good to see everyone thank you for joining us i missed y'all last week i was suffering from strep throat i had a rough uh, holiday week so glad to be back with you and glad to be talking about a warriors win i guess i'm good luck because they snapped the losing streak i'm back on the show um but i think the recipe for success for the warriors is sharing the basketball the assist to turnover ratio i know you laugh at me because i like to talk about it with chris paul but it's an important stat for the team as well 24 yeah. assists only 12 turnovers that's a good number for the Warriors when they're sharing the basketball and guys besides Steph Curry hit shots that opens up the game a little bit for Steph to where he can go off late in games like he did tonight and I mean he was scoring throughout the game but just saying he had some ridiculous shots in the fourth quarter but it helps in when, when other guys are scoring the basketball and something I've thought was a big issue this season or has been a big issue is other players consistently contributing. You and I have talked about the fact that there has not been a reliable or consistent second or even third score. There has not been those identified roles carved out within this roster so far. Mm-hmm. Andrew Wiggins moved to the bench. That was a huge, huge change compared to a season ago when he could be looked at at the Warriors, most consistent second score at times uh, during the Warriors championship run two seasons ago. To me, he was the second best player oftentimes during that playoff run. Um, So some big changes, I still would like to see those roles carved out more clearly, but I thought other guys hitting shots, Steph Curry being Steph, and then taking care of the basketball and moving the ball were two major positives. For the Warriors to put up 121 points against a top five defense in the NBA in terms of defensive rating, the Orlando Magic, they have a lot of young players, but they have been very good defensively. They've got a lot of versatile guys. This was a positive. This was a big positive and a much needed win.
0: Absolutely. Oh, sorry. I thought it was muted. Um, Absolutely. Uh, You want to hear some sound from Jonathan Kaminga immediately following the game? Um, I thought he had a fantastic night. Yeah. I don't know about you, Kylan.
1: Yep. And that's uh, when we'll- I talk about other guys hitting shots. He finished with 19. Clay finished with 15. He had, I feel like more. I'm trying to remember what he'd scored at the half, but he had good quality shots. His efficiency was pretty high. So those are the numbers you'd like to see.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah. So let's hear from Kaminga. I don't and on a side note before we, we get into this, I don't think Kaminga is the greatest interview subject. I don't know about you. Like I feel I, I hear people asking him these questions yeah. where they're trying to get details and you know they're trying to dig and Kaminga gives the most vanilla answers. Uh, I, I don't know if that's just who he is or if he's aware that you know saying the wrong things can get you in trouble, even though sometimes he he is rather forth fourth uh, uh, forthright. Um, but nonetheless, here is Jonathan Kaminga speaking with the post game crew, talking about tonight's game. And as Kyla mentioned, 19 points. I think he was second on the team in scoring. Here is Jonathan Kaminga. What's it like to get your rhythm with that starting unit? It seems like you're starting to find your your, your rhythm with Stephen Clay in that starting unit, 19 points. That, that was huge. Man, there's just no way. Who you playing
1: of? Uh, you know, we got Steph, we got Clay. Everybody in this league are afraid of those of those two people. So just knowing not to play with them, just open a lot of things. What's it like to
0: get your rhythm
1: with that starting?
0: I was muted again. I'm I'm off my game tonight. I'm sorry. I want to play this one more, uh, one more soundbite real quick as well, because this was rather interesting. Uh, Kaminga was in the news uh for uh his comments where he, he described the frustration of his minutes not being consistent, how he's confused sometimes, and he gets pulled after making great plays. And he talked about Steve Kerr again. Let's hear what uh, Kaminga had to say there. If you continue to play better and better and better the more starts you get. Can you explain how the game is slowing down for you, JK, this season?
1: I mean, it's pretty much about ribs, uh, everyday ribs, film, practice, and stuff like that. Uh and just having that tries from uh Coach Kerr, I mean that's what kinda helping me to just keep going.
0: Yeah, look at him giving a love to Curry. Your thoughts, Kylan.
1: Uh, I mean, I think that's an interesting turn of events based on the Jonathan Kaminga that a year ago last season was pouting about, you know, how much playing time he was getting and openly talking to the media about his frustrations. Uh, So I'm glad to see that it seems like Steve Kerr and Jonathan Kaminga have mended that relationship. I'm happy to see him starting. I think it is deserved. I think it's the right move. Um, Trace Jackson Davis didn't have his most productive night in my eyes, but I like those two starting in the front court. I am very excited about those changes and want to give Steve Kerr some credit uh, for at least um, doing that. However, I did think that Kevon Looney was one dud of the night. Um, mm. Something that I tweeted out was that I still would like to see Moses Moody incorporated into the rotation in some way, shape, or form. Someone just mentioned in the comments he's not a superstar. Why are people so upset? And he's not, but. Moses Moody had been playing well. He's been one of the consistent contributors for the Warriors. And when given opportunities, he's taken advantage of them. He was critical in the playoffs last year, suddenly got significant minutes. So I do think it's been a bummer to see Moses Moody get DMPs when I feel like even take some of those minutes away from Kevon Looney, Uh, Dario Saric to me was non-existent tonight. Uh, I still feel like there could be a way for him to get into the game. Um, So those are just some of my rotation thoughts.
0: Yeah, and I was trying to find that comment. I couldn't find it. I'm sorry. But the Lunar thing is interesting. And, and, Kylan, you and I are going to host another show tomorrow. Um, is there another game tomorrow? I haven't had a chance to know. They're, they're, the Warriors are off, and then they have yeah. uh, a back-to-back games Thursday and Friday. That Thursday game against the Nuggets is huge. You and I are going to talk. Uh, have another show tomorrow where we're going to talk about trades, among many things. We're also going to talk a little more about Moses Moody um, because he's getting dnp Now, that could change. Uh, with the Gary Payton injury that we saw tonight. Um, I don't know if it's a hamstring or a calf. Um, you know, I thought he was playing, he was just getting his rhythm back. He barely had come back from that previous injury with the with the calf. And it's unfortunate that the, the kid deals with a lot of injuries here. Um, what do you think is gonna happen? Are we finally gonna see Moody start to play a little more with Gary Payton the second out again? And what are your thoughts on these Moody DNPs? Like, do you is, is there more to it, do you think? Like, maybe are they are they saving him for a trade? Is he just? Is it just an unfortunate situation? What are your thoughts on that and on Gary Payton II injured again?
1: Um, I mean, it's disappointing to see Gary Payton II injured again. I, I still think he brings great perimeter defending, and he's certainly a great addition for the Warriors. Um, I'm disappointed that him getting back into the rotation meant that Moses Moody was out and some people are saying, well, how would Kavon Looney, uh, playing less minutes mean more minutes for Moses Moody. But I think that Steve Kerr could tweak the rotation. He already loves to go small. I mean, Mm -hmm. for goodness sakes, you could find a way to take some of those minutes. You could possibly play Kaminga at the five, uh, Dario Saric has done it at times, I'm not necessarily saying that plays to either of their skill sets the best, but still, I mean, Moses Moody has a seven, two wingspan. I don't think that he could play the four, but I just think there's ways that you could tweak the rotation. Who's being played with who, and that you could find a way to work Moses Moody in over some guys who just aren't being productive right now. And like the number Mm -hmm. one who comes to mind is Kavon Looney and Dario Saric in this game was meh. Uh, I also was very shocked by Brandon Pajemski continuing, I mean, 28 minutes to get huge minutes off the bench. And that's another one to me where it's just like Chris Paul playing 30, Steph Curry playing 35, Brandon Pajemski playing almost 30. I also feel like you could take a minute away from a couple of those guys because you're putting, you're giving so much minutes to the smaller guards. Mm -hmm. Why not add a little bit of that length? Um, I like Moody's defense. I I just, I don't know. I still would like to see the rotation tweaked. And I don't think anyone can say that the Warriors have it figured out right now, because at the end of the day, this team is below 500. I still think there needs to be adjustments made to the rotation. What those adjustments exactly are, uh, you know, I can't spell out for you, but I do think that there need to be changes. And Chris Paul, starting with Steph Curry. Okay. But it's still a defensive liability. I, I don't know that I love it. So I, I don't know. I still think that the Warriors have got to figure something else out.
0: You know, Kylan, uh, I was hosting a show, the last show of the year. Uh, I decided to to make it a two-parter, and the second one was just me in the chat. I just was addressing everybody, answering everything until literally there was nothing, no topic left to discuss. And one interesting thing that uh, I, I feel like there was a, a miscommunication there in here everywhere, uh, in terms of what we call small ball, and what i learned is that there are variances to it? There are levels to it. Like, like, like to some people, small ball means the kind of team the Warriors had in 2022, where you basically have an army of wings, uh, mm-hmm. one through five, can switch regardless. But like, I don't see that as small ball. I see small ball when you're start when you're starting backcourt is an average height of six <laughs> one. That is small ball. So I guess like there's levels to it. And, and if if that was small ball in 2022. This is Hobbit ball. Like th- that's what I'm calling this now because there are so many different levels to it. Uh, it we're we're going to have a lot more to discuss. Uh, I'd love to get your reaction to that, Kylan, uh, and so much more. We got some sponsors. Uh, we got to give some love to And first and foremost on the docket is FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. Kylan, the San Francisco 49ers. Hey now, what are your thoughts on them? I mean, are, are you feeling Super Bowl? What are your? I, I I'm giddy about them. What are you thinking?
1: Oh, they're fun to watch. I, I think they have one of the most talented teams, top to bottom. When you look at this roster in the NFL, they should be Super Bowl bound, uh, barring injury. I hate to say that because of what happened in last year's playoffs in that Eagles game, but you know, stay if they stay healthy, I love the Niners to go all the way.
0: Hell yeah! And look, the NFL season is wrapping up. Niners have the top seed locked up. You can make bets on that and so much more with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It's that simple. You don't have to win your bet anymore. Just place a $5 bet and you get $150 in bonus bets. Good as cash, folks. It's the exact same thing. They're just calling it bonus bets. That's 150 in bonus bets, whether you win or lose. FanDuel has it all. Live, same game, parlays. Find You can find bets in their new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It's the best way to find popular parlays. Clearly, they're pushing parlays. Parlays are fun. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL
1: you are locked on warriors your daily golden state warriors podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: the locked on podcast network has a 24 7 show it's the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at her name, Kylan Mills. Kylan, uh, your thoughts on small ball in today's NBA. And I'm, in a side note, <clears throat> I'm totally with you about this backcourt there's a reason why the Warriors started this game. I think they were they started off down 11-2. It was somewhere around there. It was it was a bad start. They had to overcome that. I think it was largely because of how diminutive they are. Um, your thoughts on these variances of a small ball, if any?
1: Uh, I just want to give a shout out to a couple of people in the chat who said that's not small ball, that's tiny ball. And then one of our uh, regular viewers, listeners, Kay Jackson said microscope ball. Um, so we're coming up with some creative names uh, to describe how small the Warriors are going. Um, you know, I think that the NBA is less bang in the post and more small ball guys with versatility. I mean, what whatever you think small ball is, whether it's skill, whether it's height, um, you know, I do think the NBA is, leaning more that way where teams are going smaller. They're going more for guys with skill. Um, Yes, I still think you need to have a talented center, but it's not as much just hit guys inside that are going to bang it up in the post like a Shaquille O'Neal. The way the game is played in the NBA has changed. Steph Curry revolutionized the utilization of the three ball to where teams now look to play that way and run the motion offense similar to the way Steve Kerr does with you know, lights out three-point shooters. Um, so a lot about the NBA has changed. I, I still think that small ball can work. I think pushing the pace and looking to get out and use guard speed to get in front, whether you, if you want to play four out, if you've got guys who are versatile and can create mismatches in some of those switches, I think that there's a way that it can work in the NBA. I just don't think the Warriors have the right personnel to go small ball when they're small and they're old and they're not particularly fast and, or the most athletic team in the NBA. Like I've said it on this program before, I'm sorry, but like the guys are getting older Mm -hmm. Steph Curry and Chris Paul are not the two that I want playing small ball in terms of if you're looking to utilize the transition game, like Steve Kerr says he wants to do when going small, um, you know, and trying to get out ahead and and those types of things. Like, I I just I think the Warriors are too old and slow to play true small ball. Um, Mm -hmm. But but I don't know. Like I said, I just feel like there still needs to be some retooling with this Warriors roster at the end of the day. We have a good sample size. They're 16 and 17, um, mm-hmm. and they're below 500. So I just, I don't know. I personally don't think small ball is it for this Warriors team right now.
0: I know. I'm totally, I'm absolutely with you. Uh, you, you know, you brought up the record. The Golden State Warriors right now uh, are a half game behind the Lakers for the play in, uh, they're three and a half games behind the Pelicans. For the six seed, which I think is really important, and that's very alarming as well. Three and a half games is not an easy thing to overcome, and and personally, for the sake of the Warriors, uh, uh you know, future and the postseason success, I really think that's important to avoid the play-in. Um, is that important to you, or do you think if the Warriors make it regardless of playing or not, does that matter to you? I, I find I think to me personally, I think the sixth seed is a goal you have to. Uh, set and achieve. Is it as important to you as it is to me?
1: Oh yeah, totally agree. I mean, anything can happen in one game. It's very scary to put your season on the line in a play-in situation. And now granted, if you're the seven and eight seed, you lose, you get to play again before you're eliminated, but still they're one game series against two different teams. And I just feel like anything can happen. I I do believe that the better team will win in a seven game series but I don't know that that's necessarily the case in a one-off. So Mm -hmm. I think it's a dangerous place to be. And for that reason, you absolutely have to shoot for a six seed. I mean, the Warriors very well could still get there, but is this roster as it stands? I know we're going to talk a little bit more about it tomorrow, but drop a comment. Is this roster as it stands now, even capable of that? Do moves need to be made before the deadline? That's the burning question. Like I said, let us know your thoughts. Cyrus, what do you think?
0: Um, well, I was here's what I was going to do. I was going to play a game, and the okay. game is this: when we come back, Kylan, I'm going to list every single player on the Warriors roster, and I'm going to ask you if you think the, it, that player should be available for a trade. Again, you mentioned this: it, the Warriors are a game below 500. Tonight's win was huge. I, I think that was it was a really big game. Gives the momentum going into a colossally huge game Thursday night. Because the Warriors have lost five games in a row to the Denver Nuggets. I, I, that's never happened in the Steve Kerr era. Um, and if they're gonna if they're gonna prove to themselves and the world that they still are a championship contender, they gotta beat the Nuggets in at least one of these games. Um, and I don't know if the if yeah. if the time is not there yet to make a decision about a trade. Maybe the time passed a while ago. Uh Steve Kerr has said that. January first is a good barometer for deciding where your where your team is at. Mike Dunleavy Jr. said, "When Draymond Green comes back, if the team is below five hundred, they're absolutely going to be considering trades." When we come back, Kylan, I'm going to list every player on this roster, and you tell me if they're if if you would listen to another GM calling you presenting a trade. Like, are they okay. touchable, untouchable? That's a game we're going to play. I uh, got to give some love first and foremost to Game Time, uh, which is the absolute best way imaginable to find tickets. Colin, I got to bring this up because I think it's so awesome. And I'm going to tie it into the sponsor. You were just in Grand Forks, North Dakota covering a college basketball game. Is that correct? Did I get the name of the town, right?
1: Yep. Grand Forks, North Dakota. So basketball.
0: (laughs) So, and and, and I absolutely love that. I've been to Fargo myself. Side note, Fargo, the TV show is phenomenal. A plus TV, if, if you're looking for something to watch. Uh, but um, I, I, I find North Dakota quaint. What was your experience there? Like, how did you like North Dakota in December, January? What it was, was interesting.
1: It was a little bit desolate because it was 20 degrees, windchill and single. 20 degrees was the high. So mostly in the teens, single digits with the windchill. Um, So it was pretty much just all kind of like icy. There wasn't like really snow on the ground, but everything was just gray and white. There was maybe like a thin layer. Uh, People are super friendly. Everyone Uh was super, super nice. I had a great crew, was calling a game out there for CBS Sports, which was a lot of fun. Uh, But I, I don't know. Jury's still out in North Dakota. Like I said, everyone was nice. Appreciate good people, but it was freezing and it was desolate. So that's that,
0: <laughs> and you're from the Midwest. So if you say something is cold, it's damn yeah. cold. Yeah.
1: Oh, it was cold, cold, like 24 mile per hour wind gust when we landed on the 30th. In addition Ooh. to it already being like 15 degrees, so it's just like oh it, just, it just it just it's just awful. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy out there. It's a beautiful country, but this time of year, my lord, the re- and the reason yeah. why I bring it up, besides the fact that I wanted you to share your uh, briefly at least your experience in North Dakota, regardless of where you are in this country. If you need tickets for a game, I'm guessing in North Dakota, college basketball is huge. It's something to do. It keeps you warm in that arena, but it might be so popular, it sells out fast. So if you need tickets, whether it's for a game in in Grand Forks, North Dakota, wherever you are, Fargo, Texas, Tennessee, California, if you need tickets, game time is the solution for you. They're there for you if you need last minute tickets. They're there for you if you want a view of the action. Their app actually gives you a picture of what it's going to look like from the seats that you're interested in purchasing. And maybe the best part, it, they offer a low price guarantee, meaning you buy your tickets, and if you happen to see those same tickets in the same row and section from another dealer, they will refund the difference. That's literally what a low price guarantee is. Game Time is the way to go wherever you are, even in North Dakota. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed!
1: You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day
0: all right we got one final segment here of locked on warriors so uh, you can follow kylan mills on all social media platforms at her name kylan mills is super easy you can follow me over on threads at dog wild all right kylan these are all our players and real fast before we get to the to the this this uh this game and uh, you know what you know what's interesting stream yard actually has this feature where we can play music i always forget about that so why don't we play some music um
1: okay gonna... go in full game show mode
0: okay that's way too slow right <laughs>
1: yeah this is like go to sleep music yeah. sigh
0: <sighs> no all right whatever this will work um i want to real fast really quickly uh mention uh, against stephan curry 14th game this season where he scored 30 or more points he finished this game 36 points uh, missed three free throws, Kylan, which is really bizarre. Had six assists um, and coming uh, at 19.6 rebounds, 7 of 14 from the field. Still needs to improve that three-point it's shooting. It's right. We
1: got to change the music, man. I'm sorry. It's awful.
0: It's awful. Yeah. Right,
1: it's, it's We've gotten elevator music and bedroom music in the comments. And then also someone said corn music. Um, so... <laughs>
0: i'm trying to interrupt
1: but i had to i had to save
0: (laughs) you i can only play like what's offered here because of all the copyright issues that we might deal with all right is this good is this a little better
1: someone said bruce morrow said wayne's world Uh, that's i think it's better yeah okay
0: all right let's let's roll with this um okay and real quick before we get into the list kylan in your opinion because uh some people are saying clay thompson had a great night tonight he was guarding Ben Caro I'm sorry for a lot of the evening so he had a lot to deal with um 15 points on the night three rebounds was three of eight from beyond the arc six of 11 from the field one turnover four fouls was it a good night to you Or, or are people maybe hyping it up a little more than they should just because we love play so much
1: Hello, Cyrus. People are just laying into you about the music. Um, I thought Clay played really good defense, and he pointed out he had a tough matchup in terms of working on Bancaro, and I thought he did a good job considering how talented he is. Now, Bancaro still finished with 27 points. Uh, he was 8 of 20 from the floor. I still thought that Clay did a good job defensively. Um, he was definitely more efficient. I felt like he went down in the second half compared to the first half, and I just wish I had a splits. Um, from quarter to quarter, oh. I still think that I still think that Klay Thompson could refine his shot selection. Uh, what quarter I don't do you know want? He, I have that right in
0: front of me. What what quarter are you interested in?
1: Oh, I just was curious what his splits were from like the first first to second half.
0: Oh, okay, first you half. Have uh,
1: you have every quarter. You have every quarter. I have everything.
0: Yeah. I, so Clay Thompson, first half at three points, uh, one of two from the, from deep and the field. That was those were his two field goal attempts. Second half. uh... He, Clay Thompson, 12 points on five of nine shooting, two of six from deep and his plus minus 13s. You were saying the second half was much better? Is that?
1: No, so, I mean, I guess he was just more productive because as you just mentioned, you know, he took more shots. He was more involved. Um, I don't know that I felt like he had a great night. Um, I felt like he definitely was a huge contributor defensively. I still would like to see him refine the shot selection a little bit. Um, but I think that he played pretty well. I mean, All I right. thought he played pretty well shot selection is the one area that I would point out like I still feel like he needs to let the game come to him and get into a rhythm a little bit more than forcing but that's you know that's about all I'd have to say I thought it was a good performance I thought it was above average performance yeah yeah
0: it was nothing like like ball Jim take it easy buddy he's saying that or she whoever you are that the clay hating on this show is disgusting who's hating on clay I don't, I don't think we've, we've seen that. We've said anything negative unless you're referring to the chat. I'm not following along enough in terms of what's going on there, but there's no hate here. We love clay. So you gotta, we gotta be honest here too. He's not having the greatest of years. Um, but I don't, I don't, we're not hating on him. Are we Colin?
1: No, we, no. I think I that he that. played well. Like I said, I think yeah. he played well. Was it the best game of his career? No, but I thought he played well. I thought he played really well defensively. And then offensively he contributed. I thought he took some good shots, had a nice cut, you know, finished laid one in. I remember, uh, but you know, I thought he played well. I thought he played well overall. It wasn't his best game of all time, um, but I think you're happy with Clay Thompson.
0: Yeah, the music thing. I won't do this again. I promise. Um, but but the music's playing. Uh, so let's just get to the list. All right. Here's here are the players. I'm gonna I'm gonna list them all. Kylan, you tell me in the audience, are they available for a trade? Let's say I'm another GM. You are Mike Dunleavy Junior., the GM of the Golden State Warriors. I'm calling you. Clay Thompson, is Clay available?
1: Oh, I don't think they're going to do it. I, 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 it's a hard one because I just wouldn't even say it because I don't think it'll ever happen. I think what I would like to see happen is that Clay accepts a more diminutive role and kind of clears the way for the youngsters to take on bigger roles, but stays with the golden state warriors through the rest of his career. That's what I would like to see happen with Clay Thompson because what he's done for the Warriors, what he means to this organization, his bond with Steph Curry, that's something that can't be replaced. Yeah. What he means to the locker room, what he means to the staff from the top down. I would love to see Clay stay with the Warriors, but accept the fact that he's not going to have the same role that he always had, and, and I would love to see him retire as a Warrior. Um, so that's, that's my take on it, but he would have to accept that he has to at some point clear the way for the youngsters to take on premier roles, to take on starting roles. Absolutely.
0: So I don't know
1: how that works. I think, like, that passing of the guard is sometimes difficult for players to accept that they are past their prime and whatever, you know, whenever that time comes. Um, but it's something that needs to be done and it's something that's on the cusp for this Warriors team. Steph Curry still needs to be a starter. Beyond that, like we're looking at now, and I know we're gonna talk about more guys. All right, get to the next guy. Sorry. Um, but I, I just good. I think it's I think the Warriors are getting to the time where like the torch needs to be passed.
0: Yeah, I'm totally sorry, with you. But um
1: does, but it doesn't mean I want to see Klay Thompson leave. That's absolutely. kind of my overall takeaway on that.
0: Good great takeaway. Uh the next player is uh Jonathan Kaminga. And before you, you continue, I want to add real fast. I saw Kaminga, it was about the 950 mark of the second. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was the 950 mark of the second quarter. and It was a very subtle play, but he did this. He had a fadeaway. He was in the paint just in front of the free throw line. So it was about 12 feet away. He had this fadeaway jumper that looked beautiful. It was like borderline Jordan Kobe-esque style in terms of optics. Um, I, I love the kid. I'm seeing his passing improve. Um, you know, he's he's actually trying to help his teammates, like like he's, he's patting Clay on the back just to rally him a bit. I I, I'm, I love everything about this kid. Uh, but is he available for trade, Kylan? Who? Clay, uh, uh Jonathan Kaminga.
1: Okay, I was gonna say, Mister, you said at the beginning you are describing him. I was like, is he Jonathan Kaminga? No, I absolutely am not trading Kaminga under any circumstances. Kaminga stays non-negotiable for me.
0: Sounds good. I'm totally with you on that. Um, okay, next player up. Trace Jackson Davis. 10 Trace points Trace Jackson tonight. Davis.
1: No, I love, I love Trace Jackson Davis. The Warriors need a more traditional big. He's more athletic. I think he has more offensive game than Kevon Looney. I like Trace Jackson Davis. I would keep him.
0: All right. And on tomorrow's show again, folks, uh, Kylan and I will discuss uh, uh, trade options for the Warriors. Meaning like who's actually out there available for trade. The debt, the trade deadline's a little more than a month away. We'll get into that tomorrow.
1: Uh, Chris Paul. Yes. 100% yes.
0: I'm totally with you. I, I think um, that he's
1: fit. It fit in with the Warriors and complimented their style of play better than I thought he would. But I think he's completely disposable. Uh, at least starting out the year, shooting numbers had been abysmal. Uh, I think he was pretty efficient tonight. But generally, I just feel like he could stay or go.
0: Yeah. And Chris Paul, I, I feel like his value, what he brings the most to the table is I'm seeing the younger players develop faster under his tutelage I th- th- I I'm seeing the value there but I'm at the same time I'm with you expiring deal um if, yeah. if there's a, a an option out there a contract as
1: situation forward. yeah I think it would make sense
0: we're not mentioning Stephen Curry for obvious reasons Gary Payne the second who just got injured has Ooh. one one more deer left one more year left on his deal after this season is he available
1: Oh, that's a tough one, Cy. My big concern is that GP2 can't stay healthy. I mean, yeah. the Bay Area loves GP2. Gary Payton II will always be special, but, and I love what he brings—the energy, the intangibles, the culture fit, the great perimeter defending the Warriors need—but he can't stay healthy.
0: Yeah, it's it's a bummer. It's so a bummer. So that's
1: just the, thats the reason why I would consider.
0: Brandon Pajemski, before you answer this, what if Lori Markkinen was the other player?
1: Ooh, I do like Laurie Markkinen. Um, I like him a lot, and I like him for the Warriors. <sighs> I, I don't know, but I, we're running out of time, so can I just say, I think the Warriors need to invest in and protect the future. And to me, that's Jonathan Kaminga. Moses Moody, but Moses Moody actually has to play. If they're not going to play mm-hmm. him, I say let him go. Let the poor kid go further his career. Um, But if they would actually play him, Moses Moody, Trace Jackson Davis, Brandon Pajemski, outstanding, great feel for the game, great energy, unbelievable confidence for a rookie. Would love to see what he can do in the future. Um, Jonathan Kaminga has to stay. So, you know, I think the two rookies, Trace Jackson Davis, Brandon Pajemski are no-goes, absolutely. Um, Steph Curry obviously he's going to retire a Warrior, so that's non-negotiable. And I think Jonathan Kaminga and most Moody could be the future of the franchise, but Moody has to be given opportunities. Oh, my God. What are the others? The like, Cavon Looney, to me, and Andrew Wiggins, like, could stay or go. Like, honestly, I think Wiggins is the most movable piece to me.
0: What about Draymond?
1: <sighs> Draymond's a tough one because of the history with the Warriors, so I'm a little more on the fence about that. I don't know that I have a hard... Answer because of what I've said here on the show before is that he has that relationship kind of similar to to Clay. I would love to see him, Draymond Green, maybe accept more of a backseat role, really just take on a veteran role, trying to lead and help the young guys and mentor them in the locker room versus an on-court role where he's getting suspended and ejected every game. That's Sounds
0: all good. <laughs> no, I'm totally with you, Draymond. By the way, I don't know if this is you or not. and We got a minute, uh, minute left here. He hasn't been around the team at all during this whole suspension he's allowed to no sighting of him anywhere in the building Uh, is that bizarre to you is there nothing to look into there what are your thoughts on that
1: no i mean i think whatever it's going to take for him to get through whatever mental health struggles that he's working through he has to do counseling he has to do therapy so maybe it's best for him to be away from basketball when he's going through that so i'm not reading too much into that or too concerned you know we don't really know what he's going through off the court, so. However, you. he was at LeBron James' birthday, wasn't he?
0: <laughs> um, all right. So, and tomorrow we're going to play the soundbite from Steve Kerr, which was mind-blowing. Uh, we're going to save that for tomorrow's show. Uh, we'll announce the time soon. You, have, you and I have not figured that out yet. Uh, Great show as always. Look, the Warriors won. And and I think a lot of people thought they were going to lose to this Magic team. So it was a huge win. Um, Kudos. We'll be back at this tomorrow. Thanks, Kylan. And thanks, everyone, as always. Where's our little thing to close up? Here we go. Bye, folks. Bye-bye. Happy New Year, everybody.